Hi, Diamonds. Welcome to the United State of Women, a forum where professional women come together to thrive by living more connected to our power, our purpose, and our plan. We invite you to tune in every other week where we show you that you can have it all and teach you how to get it by becoming the star of your own life and not just a supporting role in your life, career, and relationships. Here with Julie Dean, my USW podcast ambassador and co-host, I am Kalina James, owner of LCR, a business consulting and leadership development coaching company. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey Diamonds! On today's episode, we're talking about postpartum PTSD and educating women in gaining confidence in their postpartum bodies with the understanding that they are not broken and do not need to be fixed. We have Katherine Wright here who helps mothers gain clarity about their fitness habits so that they can be strong and confident in their bodies at any stage from pregnancy and beyond. So grab a notebook and a pen because the show starts now. We are United State of Women. Hey, Catherine, and welcome to our show. Hey, thank you for having me. Do you want to just give our listeners a little bit of background of who you are? I can tell them, you know, that I know Catherine because she's my cousin, and that's pretty yeah. exciting. Yes, sure, absolutely. So I'm Catherine Wright. Um, I'm the owner of CatFit, and as you gave in the intro, what I do is I help moms gain confidence in their body through uh, fitness and nutrition. And my whole background is in postpartum corrective exercise kind of this is my second act if you will i originally was a track and field coach um, at the college level for um, many years um, and then reinvented myself at the time where i had a second child so i took my passion of really helping in you know athletes at the time push outside their comfort zone and achieve uh, their goals and do things that they didn't think they could do and molded it into um, a business of, you know, in the beginning, it was just helping anyone that would come through the door, if you will, to then discovering a passion for helping moms find that confidence and freedom with their fitness um, and their bodies so that they are able to do anything that comes about, whether thinking, not thinking twice to run around with their kids or move furniture or decide, hey, I'm going to sign up for that 5k or do this or anything that physically may challenge them or even just give them the confidence that they can move about their day without those annoying aches and pains and have that relief of, you know, a better uh, quality of life. That's awesome. So when you said that you had your second, kind of like a second coming here there, what triggered that? What triggered it was I was feeling burnt out. I was working around the clock. I was not seeing, you know, my family. I was working 100% in the office, going 100% me there, 100% at home, and there was just nothing for me. And I knew something needed to change so that I could be the person who I wanted. I could have the life I wanted in the sense of I didn't need to feel guilty about being home and missing work. And I didn't want to be at work feeling guilty. I'm missing home. I wanted to be more in control of my schedule. And I also felt if I'm having this, this issue, there are other people out there that need to, to feel free and have their time given back to them. And the way I could do that was through my passion of fitness and showing people how they can gain control with their fitness with themselves and not feel guilty about having to go to the gym and how they can incorporate that in their everyday life that's powerful i think that's really powerful right there and you know understanding that 
you knew you were just burnt out and you needed something else to do. And so you really looked at, you know, fitness as a, a bridge to kind of get you there and sharing your passion for health and fitness with other people and educating them that there are ways to take care of yourself without feeling spread so thin, I think is a really powerful message. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So where did you kind of start from there then? You know, did you just quit right off the bat and just go all in? Or did you kind of gradually check out a couple of free clients and build a portfolio? Like, how did that work? So how it worked was I started off at a physical therapy office as an independent contractor. So it was kind of, I was going to be their trainer that their uh, physical therapist would kind of refer clients to. And then I had pretty much freedom to create any program or kind of design things how I wanted. But, you know, there were certain things I had to abide by. So I started just being like, okay, I'm a personal trainer. I'm just going to train anyone who, like I said, who walked through the door. I didn't understand a lot of it. And really, other than having a passion of pushing people beyond their limitations, I was just kind of ambiguously going about it. And it wasn't until I was pregnant with my second child where it was a high-risk pregnancy. And I was on bed rest for most of the pregnancy to modified bed rest where I was able to get up and move about. My doctor did permit me to still train clients. So I kind of used the excuse because I didn't tell any of my clients that I was in high risk pregnancy where I was like, oh, I'm pregnant. I need to sit down now. You do the work. You get this because I wasn't allowed to pick anything up or really do anything other than sit and kind of move a little bit. So it was during the time where, you know, I had a a lot of time in the sense of kind of thinking about the direction I wanted to take my business. What was I really passionate for? And what I found was from my first pregnancy and especially after my second pregnancy, where the second pregnancy, the delivery was a C-section, was a complicated C-section because of all the high risks. And there was so much more involved with it that there was a lot of information, quality information out there to help mothers in that postpartum time period with their bodies in the understanding of how to help rehab and have that corrective exercise where we have these societal pressures of you have a baby and you're expected to jump back in, lose the weight, you know, walk out of a maternity ward or come back to work six, eight weeks, 12 weeks, what have you later, looking like you never had a baby. And also these misconceptions of, when you have a baby, your body's broken. You know, oh, I had a baby, therefore I cannot do this anymore. I had a baby and, you know, I will never look like this, you know, whatever you did before a baby. And that is put together with a lot of just myths out there that, you know, once you have a baby, you can't do your favorite HIIT workout or you can't run or, or these things due to the symptoms of the pregnancy or of postpartum. And that's where I kind of felt a calling of, you know, we didn't, women, we didn't need to feel this lack of confidence in our body or these inhibitions to not be able to, to live our lives the way we had before having children. And how do you find freedom in, the, in that? And the brilliant thing with me is I'm a big researcher and I love learning about these things. And so I've just been reading a ton of research studies on women's fitness and you know postpartum corrective exercises and why these things are happening and how can I get a client who, you know, might have been a um, runner or a crossfitter to be able to do those things again? Did it surprise you 
how many women had this belief around their bodies after having a child? Yes. I mean, in a way, you know, I would say we tend to feel like we're the only ones going, I mean, any individual, and I feel more so women, we feel like we're the only ones that have this issue and it's not openly talked about. And as I started gaining more clients and hearing their stories and hearing the same context over and over again, it was clear to me that this needs to be talked about and the stereotypes need to be, and the stigma around pregnancy needs to be dropped. It needs to be known that, you know, your body's not broken. Postpartum is a real time and it is forever. It's not, you know, marked the conclusion of it is not marked at the six week appointment when you come back after giving birth. You know, it is forever. It doesn't mean the symptoms of pregnancy and that newly postpartum time period is forever. There are things that can help correct and give you back the life that you had. You know, with the pelvic floor issues, those are all correctable things with, with good work. And the other thing is, even if you don't have any symptoms, they could happen later in life if that proper corrective exercise is not taken. And so getting that out there and breaking down the kind of the generalization of, oh, it's fine that this happens or even hearing it from doctors. Oh, you know, my OB said, this is just life now. No, it's not life now. That is not life. One, being in pain, having, you know, postpartum incontinence, having, you know, diastasis recti or, you know, any numerous pelvic floor issues is just not a normal life. That's not normal. That's, it's common, but it is, you have the ability to correct that. And there are a lot of professionals out there that can help. You know, I know for myself, when I have a client come in who may be having some issues that might be a little bit outside my comfort zone to help treat and work with, I have a toolbox of, you know, trustworthy professionals that I do send clients to to be like, okay, I work with them. I want to make sure that I help you get back to where you want because, you know, there's very few things uh, especially pertaining to pregnancy, that will limit you to be able to do everything you were doing before to, to doing it postpartum. And so having someone, and I work closely with a lot of different public health physiotherapists, not only in my area, but also in other parts of the country, to be like, hey, go see them. And we're going to work together because we want you to succeed. Because being in pain, having that lack of confidence is not okay. You deserve better your health deserves better and you are a strong person who can do everything you did before it may take a few small steps to get there but you can absolutely do it and here's how I love that. When you first meet with a new client, what's your approach like? My approach is I really want to get in and I want to hear I want to hear I want to hear what they like about themselves, their bodies, what they did, what they don't like. I want to hear, you know, I always say you're going to get really comfortable with talking with me. It's a trusted space and, you know, your body is one of the most intimate things. I mean, you only live in your body. That's your only home. (laughs) And, And, you know, it's okay to come. And I always try to break the ice that I've heard it all, you know, I'm not going to be shocked by things. I want to know how your labor went. I want to know how your delivery went. Even if it was 15 years ago, talk to me. You know, there are things that could still attribute, you know, things, 
imbalances that are happening now that could still be from your last delivery 15 years ago or you know 15 weeks ago you know i want to know what you hate doing and with workouts i want to know what a great workout feels to you i want to know just what makes you take what makes you jive and even to the point where you know hey how do you want me to hold you accountable? Do you want me to text message you? Do you want email? Do you want, you know, every client of mine has access to my custom app. Do you want it in that messenger? And then I work at structuring a program that's going to fit into their lifestyle. That isn't going to be a chore, an extra task, an extra thing that they have to add on. I want to help mold it to what they're doing right now. And I always tell them there is going to be some changes because you're implementing something new and there's going to be an adjustment period. And that's where you come back and you talk to me because you've hired me to be your fitness manager, to be someone who's going to work with you because it's a working relationship. It's not me saying, here's your workout. If you don't get it done, well, you're not trying hard enough. You need to figure it out. You know, it's my job to be like, okay, you're coming to me because you need someone to take your fitness thinking off your plate because you're handling, you know, kids, home, work, your own social relationship, everything, everything that you're handling. It's my job to say, okay, here's how we can get it in. Are you willing, able, and ready to do this? You know, um, with my clients, there's a lot of Hey, I, during the Monday through Friday, the only time I can get my workouts in and around my kids. Okay, here you go. If your kid, if your kids don't all nap at the same time, here's a couple quick fun, you know, traditional recess game activities that you can do. And here's the exercises you're going to do while they're running around, or here's, you know, or we don't schedule a workout on that day. You know, Tuesdays and Thursdays, your kids are around and you have no extra help or there's no schooling or preschool or, or what have you. We don't schedule a workout. You know, those are days where you don't need to work out. Just getting work done around the house and everyday life is, is very exhausting and taxing. Or, you know, looking at when they can get workouts in. And I always try to stress with my clients, I want at least one workout a week, 100% just you and only you. I don't want kids, spouse, whoever around. I want it just for you. And typically that falls on a Saturday or Sunday where they, you know, you do have additional help. But with my clients, it's really getting getting on their level. I'm meeting them there and I'm going to push them. I, I want to know, you know, what they need. And some of my clients are coaching sessions or, you know, not always about just let's work out. It's how do I get over this mental hurdle to fit this in? Or, you know, one of my clients, it's funny, she's like, I'm amazing during the day, but all of a sudden at a certain time, I just, you know, I'm in the pantry eating. I know I don't need to eat. I'm bored and I just eat. And I said, okay, well, how can we make this work? I said, you know this, you're aware of this, but how can we make this work? How can we find a solution and what leads up to it? So we sit there and we decode it because that was one thing where she's like, I'm self-sabotaging. I don't know how to stop it. So we reframed it, we worked it and we have a solution for her. And she's like, it's amazing. I didn't realize. And I'm like, well, of course it's tough to, it's tough to change when you're in the moment. It's tough to change when you're looking here and you don't see. And for me, I'm removed. And that's where with my clients, I'm like, talk to me, tell me. If you think it's insignificant, tell me. It could help. It could lead to keys for me to help make your, your, your fitness and your wellness easier. That's awesome. What do you say to your clients that, you know, have this fixed belief that, you know, even though they're coming to you with no actual like background in 
working out and now they want to lose 40 pounds in one week and they're sure that once they lose that 40 pounds they're going to be like at their goal it's kind of so i i it's kind of like a long answer <laughs> but and kind of a tricky answer so what i tell them is you know and i am very honest and i say it, it's really it's not about the weight i mean as much as we say and there is you know we all have this i have i have that three digit number that I'm like, ooh, once I get to that number, it's gonna be happy sailing. Everything's getting in a life that's just gonna be unicorns and rainbows. Like, but that's not the truth. So I immediately asked them, I said, well, what if that week happens and the week is up and you're still 40 pounds heavier? What is your life gonna look like then? You know, what if you never achieve your goal weight? What if, you know, and, and that starts to get people thinking of like, well, I, I want to be happy. I want to be stronger. And it helps kind of reframe because we, especially with fitness and even just with our bodies, we have that magical number that we want that isn't about the number. It's more about the feeling. It's more about the confidence of our body and being able to think, not think twice before we do something to get to the end of the day and be like, I feel really good, you know, to just to move in our bodies and just to know, okay, I'm going to put on clothes and they feel better. I'm going to sit down to eat and feel empowered and confident in my choices, not feeling like I can't trust myself with what I'm eating. No matter if it's the most nutrient dense plate of food or a non-nutrient dense plate of food. So it's stripping that away that it's it's not about just the weight, but let's get deeper. What if things never change? Are you not going to be happy? Are you going to stop living your life because things don't change? And how do you find freedom in that? Because, you know, I would say chances are, you know, some of my clients, one of my clients actually, she came in with a number and she's like, if I don't get this number, I'm going to be really upset. I really want to be at this weight. That's where I see myself. I felt most physically attractive, you know, just a lot of happiness was going on in our life at that time. But I was like, okay. And, you know, we worked on a lot of goal setting and stuff like that. But the one thing she said, she came in and she's like, and she struggled. She's like, the scale's not going down. The scale's not going down, but her clothes were fitting better. And she had more energy and she had this epiphany. And she came in, she's like, I realized it was never about the weight. I realized it wasn't about the goal weight. I feel so good. And even on those times where I was that weight, I never felt this good. I never felt this confident. And so was that where it's like, it's not just about the weight. It's not about the number. It's, it's deeper, you know, it's deeper on the level of why and how you want to feel. Yeah, I, I agree, you know, because I can remember, you know, just thinking about, you know, high school self, right? And being a competitive swimmer, I feel like you were always chasing a certain weight because you're in a swimsuit. And mm -hmm. I think as I got older, you know, your body changes and then having a child, I was like, well, shoot, if I don't get back down to that weight, then I'm just going to be obese the rest of my life. And it's funny because when I think about how I feel now exercising regularly, I mean, there was a 20 pound difference between me in high school and me today. And I, I love my body so much more today than I ever loved it when I was in high school. And I think there's a, a newly developed respect that comes along with it. You know, when you know, you're taking care of yourself that you can just appreciate you know where your body is oh 100 i that's and it's huge and once you can get to that point and you know one of the biggest realizations that i had with what you're saying was 
right after my first was I always said it touted like, oh, I have great body confidence. I, you know, as you know, I was a track athlete through college. I mean, it just all I did for three, four hours a day was work out to to be competitive, to do that. And and then I kept that up. And then I was like, yeah, I was really confident, but I realized I wasn't confident in my body. I was not respecting myself the way I should have been and having a baby. And of course, you know, I had those, you know, uh, societal pressures and stigma in my own head of, you know, and it heard, you know, as I was pregnant with my older son, you know, oh, you're going to get fat, you're half pregnant, you're going to get fat, you know, good luck, you know, and I'm like, why are people saying this? Oh, how rude. <laughs> like, you know, but it's just truth. It's like, he, you know, even at a young age, I remember thinking like, oh gosh, I don't really want to get pregnant because I don't want to get fat. And that's what we're told. You have a baby, you get fat or you're not attractive and good luck trying to get back. And we're now, it's hysterical. I'm like, I'm not the weight I was in college. I I cannot lift the weights I did in college, but this body, my mental strength, my physical strength would crush that girl. Like, I mean, there's no way I could do the stuff that I do now when I was in college, you know? And it, it, it's, it's that earned respect of having grace and that understanding. And one of the things, especially with new moms, I talk about is you need to learn how to listen to your body and meet it where it's at that day. And if you can master that and listen to your body, you'll never have a bad workout again. You know, and I do that with myself where just the other day I was like, I had this, I needed to crush a workout. It was, you know, pent up energy and frustration of dealing with the world and everything. And, and I had an awesome workout written and I was I was like, I'm going to get this done. I'm like, I can't wait. And finally, you know, my time happened to, to get my workout in, started going through it. And I'm just like, my body was like, it's a no-go. We're not doing this. Like it just like mentally, I was like, I needed that release. I needed to do it. But my body was like, we're tired. <laughs> can you, can you not? And so I was just like, you know, surely I could have muscled through. Surely I could have pushed through, but I was like, you know what? No, you know what? I'm going to honor my body. And I did some, you know, stretching exercises as well as some small strengthening stuff. And just listening to my body and doing that, a lot of my mental frustration just went away. And I just was like, it's okay. It's all good. This is what I need. And I felt good. And so that's what I try to encourage, especially with my clients. And, and it's, it is a learned thing, you know, this, I mean, I've been a mom for nine years, you know, and, and it's taken me a while to get there, but it's, it's picking up on, Hey, your body, I could have, you know, like I said, I could have muscled through that workout and crushed it. And I probably would have felt been fine and not gotten injured from it. But I don't think I would have felt as good after the workout if I didn't listen to what my body was saying. And that's where, you know, I tell clients they always have in their their kind of arsenal and their in their toolbox rather just to be like, hey, if you're not feeling a workout, choose a choose a stretching one or here, you know, send a message and you know, I'll I'll tweak it for you. But it's it's that idea of honoring your body and that importance that your health matters no matter where it's at and releasing that idea of a modification is not a sign of weakness. A modification is showing that you're listening to your body and you're gonna meet it on its terms. And for that, you're gonna keep progressing forward and you're gonna become more consistent and you're gonna hit your goals faster because of that. You said about that modification, because I think a lot of people in general, when they start their fitness journey, you know, they 
remember where they might have been when they stopped their fitness journey. I can recall a time when I'm, I was working on a man who was getting ready for like a, a honeymoon and he wanted to look really strong for his honeymoon. And so he had started bench pressing and he hadn't bench pressed since he was 18 and he was about 28 at the time. And he remembered where he left off the last time he had done a bench press and he decided to do the same weight and his forearms had seized. And so he was coming to get a massage because he, he literally had ruined his arms right before his honeymoon. Oh, yeah. And that's where it's like, you just jump in, but we don't think, or, you know, you know, I would say like, and, and, and you can definitely relate to this with, with the massage therapy, your, your, your body is ever changing. Your body you had yesterday is not the same body you had today. It doesn't mean it's a negative thing, but it's, it's that understanding of how's my body feeling. And even though maybe you're coming off a day of rest or, you know, I especially know this is especially as I've gone into more endurance running and longer running is I, I've gone into things where I'm like, I am so ready to crush these. You know, I would say, even though I have of my training runs have been over 20 miles I still had a three mile run kick my butt and we like kind of turned home being like this was an awful run and where that should be like nothing you know so I always I always especially try to remind my clients of the fact that fitness is not I've gotten to this point it's done it's a very fluid working thing it's not a linear concept Fitness is something that teaches you where you have to learn, you have to, well, you have to practice, fail, learn, practice, fail, learn. And through that, what you're going to find is if you can practice and put in, you know, your workouts that are accommodating where you're at and you start to learn how to adapt to that, you're going to hit a fail. And those fails, especially looking, you know, everyone's training for life, unless you're training for a specific event, you know, all my clients come in, they're training for life. They want to feel good. They want to feel stronger. And those points where they hit that fail oftentimes tends to be school closure, a child sick, another child sick. And how do they keep that going? And how do they stop that pause, start, pause, start, pause, start, where they feel like they're just on this hamster wheel of constantly starting over. And that's where with fitness, if you, the more adaptable you, you become, the more success and consistency you're going to have, the more you're going to gain strength and achieve your goals. And that's releasing the all or nothing principle, the no excuses principle, because those are the diet traps. They are the diet traps of fitness. You know, it's, it's, you're going to be on this constant hamster wheel if you're like, if I can't do all of it, I'm going to do none of it. I'm going to hold no excuses, no excuses. And then to the point where your body's like, oh, we have a big excuse. We're going to crop up with an injury and illness or fatigue. We're shutting you down. And that's where if you start to listen to your body and you start to learn what you can mentally and physically take on, you're going to have a huge growth and it's going to become a sustainable habit. And I think that's, you know, really important takeaway for life, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, maybe you shouldn't just quit everything because it got hard. And maybe you shouldn't tell yourself that, you know, you're all or nothing. And Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's, it's huge. And that's what I, I say. I'm like, you're going to take this, you're going to apply it to life. Because, you know, I relate it with clients, you know, I, you know, with whatever, you know, professional error. I'm like, you wouldn't just be like, well, this is tough. I quit. Or my kid got sick. So therefore, I'm just going to stop my work at work and I'm not going to pick up. You're going to find a way how to figure it in or put fit it in. And it's also because it's a priority. It's a priority in your life. 
And there are times, and it's totally fine, if your fitness is not a priority in your life, totally fine. So any notion you have, oh, I should be working out, I should be doing this, you need to drop it. Because if it's not a priority, you do not need to torture yourself. And so I work with my clients on that frameworking too, because if they are, you know, if it's an off day, you need to tell yourself, today, my workout is not a priority and list whatever the priority is. Give yourself that permission to not have to work out. In, you know, I have friends and, you know, it's, it's some friends that just don't work out and they're like, oh, I know it's probably bad. I don't work out. And it's like a confessional to me. I'm like, I don't care if you work out or not. <laughs> I mean, if that's not a priority in your life, that's fantastic. Don't work out. That's awesome. Do you want to work out? That's great. You know, make sure you're keeping your priorities true in your life and you're owning them. And if it's not a priority, if, you know, and I've had clients come in, I've trained with them and I've trained with them for a certain amount of time. And they're like, you know what? I realize this isn't, I really don't care about my fitness or it's not my priority. Fantastic. I'm here if you want me. That's okay. Way to go on saying that because the last thing I want to do is train someone who's not in it and is not going to gain from it. And I have broken up with clients being like, you know what? I know you still want to pay me, but we're not doing anything here. Right. You know, and that's, that's not good. It's not good for you. It's not good for me. And I'd rather you come back when you're ready. Um, and you know, it's just, I'm not going to train someone who's not ready. It's just not going to serve anyone. Right. For sure. And I like what you said about, you know, giving yourself permission because I think, you know, again, that's a developed awareness and it takes time. And I know myself, I, I can get really frustrated when I feel like I've got a lot of things that are on my priority list, but I'm not having the energy or the drive to get those things accomplished. And just really understanding that, you know, that's okay too. It'll get done when it gets done. And it, the world's not going to end if I have to take the day off. Oh, hundred percent. And I would say is if in that moment where you feel that overwhelming sense of burden crushing down on your shoulders where you're like, oh my goodness, I need to get something done because my priority list is so long. You look at it and I would say, ask yourself, what can I do here and now within my control and my energy level? And then it just shifts really what is a priority and what isn't. And then looking at it, it's just like, okay, that's not a priority. I'm putting it out of the mind. Be like, it's done. You know, it just, you know, I always we always think that when we have a set task, it needs to be done 10, 10 minutes ago. That goal should have been achieved two years ago, 10, you know, 10 days ago, 10 seconds ago. And that's not reality. And there's nothing you can do in any one second that's going to get a huge, massive goal accomplished. And that's, that's where, especially with weight loss and weight plateaus, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's, it's not, you didn't wake up one day with the extra weight on you. You just didn't, it just didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen in an hour and it's not going to come off in an hour or overnight. It, it takes time. And the more you learn about yourself and how you react and why you do certain things, because we're all creatures of habits and how you can replace those habits with ones that are going to help you towards your goal. That's when the change happens. And if those practices aren't put into place and that understanding isn't put into place, the change isn't going to happen. You're going to constantly be on this yo-yo of a fitness plan, yo-yo of a diet. And it's not, this is where you're going to live. It's just in the yo-yo and not in sweet. I've come from point A and I, you know, I know fitness is not sick. Like I'm going to kind of <laughs> contradict myself here, but 
you're gonna go from point A to essentially point B with a lot of this and maybe back in there. You know, you're gonna be up and down, back and forth, and, and to get to that ultimate goal, and then you're gonna go past it. I couldn't agree more. And I was thinking from just like a business standpoint too, you know, I'm sure now that you, you know, you've got this established business, you've had plenty of friends in your network that were also going to start their own businesses and maybe didn't realize what kind of, you know, work that involved. And as a massage therapist, you know, I had to kind of pivot because I can't massage people from six feet away. So instead of applying for um, unemployment, I decided to start my own online business. And, you know, I have a lot of days where I'm just feeling so discouraged because it's, it's a lot of time and energy into something that you're just, you know, having faith will work out. And I've got the mindset that, you know, I can generate anything that I put my mind to and my energy to, but you know, it's, it's exhausting. And so I think about this in relation to fitness and how, you know, with everyone's routines being so thrown off right now, it's difficult to find that motivation, but then you're so discouraged because you want it at the same time. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's where it's, it goes to mindset. I always say, you know, what will make you feel good? What will make you feel good here in that moment? And maybe it is taking a nap. Maybe it is just walking away. Maybe it is, you know, a few weeks ago, shortly after everything happened, I just, my whole world, as everyone's, was turned upside down. And I literally was like, I can't get a workout in. I'm like, I have a gym in my house. I do this for a profession and I can't even get to this. And I've been strategizing with all my clients on how to do this and I can't even do it, you know? So I came in the gym and I just, you know, shut the door and I just was like, I'm doing that slams. And, you know, and I did that and I was like, that's my workout for the day. Got out a lot of frustration. Oh yeah. Made me feel good. And I just walked out. It took me about a minute. Is that a proper workout on, you know, no, it's not, but it just was like, cool. I got in there. I needed just to do that. And that was it. So we need to look at again, that like stop waiting until it's perfect and just do and understand that, you know, it's okay, especially now more than ever. We're exhausted. We're exhausted because there is no end date. There's no conclusive um, information out there as to when our lives will get back to normal, what that will that look like. There's no guarantees, but what we do have the guarantee of is, okay, what do I need to feel good? What do I need to make my health, mental, physical, a priority? because it is important. Maybe it is because I've done this another, you know, hour on screen time because I need to get stuff done or I need to work out because that's what I need. Um, because I mean, now that we're not flying or traveling, but we can recall that those times before takeoff, when the airline tells us, put your face mask on before helping others, because if you don't have oxygen to yourself, you're not going to help others. And you need to find, and I say, even if it's 30 seconds, Go hide in the bathroom. I mean, that, that's kind of my go-to, hide in the bathroom or hide somewhere or, you know, depending on your age level of kids, if, it, if, you know, baby napping or whatever, you take that 30 seconds. Laundry can wait. Dishes can wait. Everything can wait. You focus on you because that's what's going to revive you and keep you going. And especially in such uncertainty, it's going to help sustain you. 
That's awesome. That's great. Thanks so much for being on our show today. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so glad that we were able to do this, especially, you know, since you live in Pennsylvania and I live in Indiana. Yes, we're virtually. <laughs> <laughs> I know, nice. Before we close, do you want to share any final thoughts and share your contact information, how anyone can get a hold of you? Sure, absolutely. Final thoughts, I guess to be the biggest takeaway from all of this, if you take nothing away, is one, your health matters first and foremost. And you don't need fixing and you're not broken. And, you know, fitness takes on many forms and find what feels good for you and do that. There's no one way. There's many different ways. And if anyone wants to find me, I am very active on um, Facebook and social media. It's the same oh my gosh, username, which is at CatFit Studios. And my website is www.catkat fit and i'll make sure that information is in the episode description awesome thanks Catherine. i hope you enjoyed this episode if you did share it share it with people you care about people you think this will benefit share with your team or colleague who is having a difficult time and is looking for solutions we all want to help people live empowered to know what to do when faced with uncertainty. And I believe that these ideas can help others have that success. So please share it. But also follow us on our hashtag community power purpose plan. And tell us what you think and how this episode has helped you. Diamonds, you have a choice to live connected to progress and growth. You deserve it. And it is yours to have. Live life, my friend, and be encouraged to step into your power purpose plan today. Until next time, take care.